Let us pray. Lord, sanctify us. Make us righteous in your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. And I should take a moment to introduce to you. I neglected to do this during our announcements, so I'll do it right now. Uh, Robert O'Connor is a pastor who's a member of Gloria Day, but he's uh, graciously uh, offered to help out with worship uh, a few times this summer. And so, Bob, it's good to have you here. Thanks for your help. Please stand, and uh, I just want people to see who you are, and we give thanks for your partnership. Bob will be uh, assisting today and preaching a few times this summer as well when, I am, uh, when I'm not here. So thanks, Bob, for all of your help. It's, it's good to have partners. Mm-hmm. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, here at First Lutheran Church and beyond, peace be with you. For this word of God has arrived for you, and it arrives in the wings of the Holy Spirit so that you may be made one in Christ. Paul said it this way to the Corinthians. He says, whether you are Jew or Greek, slave or free, you were baptized into one body. And I don't know where you identify in those identities, Jew or Greek, slave or free, but I'll add a few more. Whether you are Norwegian or Swedish, whether you are German or French, African or Australian, Central American or Canadian, whether you are rich or poor, whether you're a Twins fan or a Yankees fan, or maybe even a Cardinals fan, whatever ways you identify or align yourself, now you were baptized into one body. So as Paul says, you are made to drink of the one spirit that is the Holy Spirit of God. And since you were baptized into the one spirit, this means that your sins and all of your identities are not yours anymore, but now you are made perfect in Christ alone. You are sanctified in the truth. That is the word of God, which means you're forgiven your sins. Amen. So at Christmas, we say Merry Christmas. And at Easter, we say Happy Easter. What do we say at Pentecost? Any ideas? Well, we could say Happy Easter. We could also say Happy Pentecost. I had a suggestion last night. That's right, Happy Pentecost. We could also say, and that's, that's my suggestion, we could say, Happy Pentecost. Uh, someone suggested to me last night that we say, Alleluia, which is also quite nice. But we could also say, Happy Birthday, because the day of Pentecost in the very early church is when the disciples first preached that Christ died and was raised for the forgiveness of sins. It was the birthday of that particular preaching for the disciples anyway. It had been said before, Uh, And the gospel was there all along. But this is now the foundation of the church. This preaching is the foundation. And the proclamation remains the foundation of all that we do, even today, even here at First Lutheran. Without it, we are lost. Though we will always be used up with lots of ways to serve our neighbors, without this proclamation of Jesus' death and resurrection for your sins, we have no church And without this proclamation, we have no hope. So the day of Pentecost is a foundational one, since it wasn't until the Holy Spirit arrived in that particular way that that the disciples went out to share this good news with Jerusalem and the world. So our gospel reading takes us back a little bit uh, to that first Easter day 
that night, actually, when the disciples were all huddled together in a house, the doors were locked, and Jesus shows up. Now, this maybe sounds a little familiar to you, because we've heard this story before. We've heard it in a couple of forms throughout the season of Easter. We heard it particularly on the second Sunday in Easter, and we return to it once again here on Pentecost. You see, even though Jesus told the disciples that he must die, and even though the angels had preached and the women had preached to the disciples that Jesus was raised from the tomb, they heard all of this, by the way. They could not by their own strength or understanding come to Jesus Christ or believe in him, let alone preach his resurrection until the Holy Spirit came. So when Jesus showed up that day, he said, peace be with you. And then he said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them. And then he said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And so we see that the power of the Holy Spirit is to absolve sins in the name of Jesus Christ. And that is exactly what happened when the day of Pentecost came. Now, it may be true that it took 40 days for Jesus to keep preaching to these disciples between his resurrection and the ascension was 40 days. And we see in Scripture that there's probably a reason that we also need to keep being brought back to the Word of God ourselves in a regular way to hear this word of forgiveness, not once but often. For we all need this refill. We need this death and resurrection, which is what the word accomplishes. But once that day came on Pentecost, then the preaching of Christ was unleashed into the world, as we heard from Acts. And I want you to know that the power of this word to forgive sins and to make faith is as present today as it was on that day that Peter preached. So Acts tells us that on that Pentecost day, the disciples were still huddled together in one place, and there were thousands of Jewish travelers from all corners of the Mideast there in Jerusalem for the festival of Pentecost. And Luke tells us that the sound of a violent wind came through the room, and tongues of fire appeared on the disciples, and so we have these images of fire and flame for the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit gave them ability to well, when we think of the Holy Spirit, you might think of all sorts of things, but now we are reminded that the Holy Spirit gives the ability to preach the gospel so that everyone could understand them, also to hear the gospel in all of their own languages. So the disciples get up and they preach, and everyone hears them in their own language. Now, we often marvel at the fire and the different languages on the day of Pentecost, and this is a pretty amazing thing but of course, all things are possible in God's power. But the, ama the real amazing part of Pentecost was that the gospel was sent out. It was preached. And from that day through this very day, it has been preached and proclaimed, shared and broadcast. And it is the Holy Spirit which carries this word to you now. Now, Lutherans sometimes get a bad rap for not talking about the Holy Spirit very often, I've heard people tell me this. We are weak on the Holy Spirit, they say. But I want you to know that we have one of the most outstanding teachings on the Holy Spirit, and it comes from Luther's small catechism, which, of course, comes from Scripture. Now, 
If you were here last week, you might think, yes, we heard this last week. You already read it to us, Pastor Jason. So I'll remind you in short now today that the Holy Spirit is calling you, enlightening you, gathering you together, and making you holy. And the Holy Spirit does this for the whole Christian church so that on the last day you will be raised from the dead and with all believers in Christ you will have eternal life. This is a beautiful promise. It is the work of the Holy Spirit through Christ. And this Holy Spirit has come to accomplish it, has come to you now, so that you may know this. When I was, I uh, must have been a teenager, uh, thinking about Memorial Day, and in my youth that meant we would go out to the lake and put the docks in the water. Now the road out to the lake cabin from my, my uh, home in Moorhead went through Dilworth, Minnesota, and in Dilworth, Minnesota, right on Highway 10 is a Presbyterian church, a little white building right on the highway. And every time we drove past, I would look at the sign and I would think, oh, this poor little church, someone has vandalized their sign because they have this dove and it's always turned upside down. And I thought, this can't be right. Certainly the dove is going up. This was my understanding as a teenager. Yet now, as, as we have uh, heard in the children's message, the direction was quite right. It is down. The Holy Spirit comes to you so that you may know this news of Jesus Christ. Now, we've rightfully made much ado about today being Pentecost. It is one of the big festivals in the church year. And it is that throughout the church worldwide, a major festival for the church. Yet, as you also know, and as I have noted, here in the United States, we're reminded that Monday is Memorial Day. We might hear more about this in our culture than Pentecost, a day that we remember those who died while in military service to the United States. This is not a church holiday, of course, but we do pray for and give thanks for the freedoms that we have to gather around the Word of God and proclaim it. We give thanks for those who sacrificed their lives and their families. That way we know this political freedom. We give thanks for this. But it wasn't this way. There wasn't this freedom in the early church, not the way we know it today. It hasn't always been this way in the history of the church. And it isn't this way now in some places in the world where there is political freedom to gather together in person around the preaching of God's word and sacraments. But we know this freedom today, here. Thanks be to God for this. But now I have to proclaim to you that it is the sacrifice of Christ which brings perfect peace and righteousness, which brings perfect freedom from sin and eternal life. And so I share that word with you now, as you will likely today and tomorrow perhaps visit cemeteries, bring flowers to grave sites, and remember those who have gone before you. I want you to know now that on this Pentecost day that Christ has already defeated death for your sake. As Peter preached this man handed over to you according to the definite plan of God, you crucified and killed outside of the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death. And so now here is your true and lasting freedom. Peace be with you. Christ has died so that your sins may be forgiven and so that you may be raised from the dead 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.